Last week or the week before, I can't really remember when I'm getting this podcast out, but we covered pirate fashion. And as we noted, most pirates dressed in rather dull clothes. But there was always one pirate that was known for his impeccable taste, always wearing the finest, the newest boots, coats, even wigs. In this episode, we're going to cover Steed Bonnet, the gentleman pirate, the enemy of the one, the only, Blackbeard. So without any further ado, let's begin. I'm your host, Valeria Cuervo, and this is Traveling Cuervo. So let's travel back in time to the golden age of piracy. Now, we might think of the pirate life as a non-stop adventure, a search for treasure, a drunk brawl with the navy, lovely ladies waving you off until your next quest. Now, as lovely as this image sounds, it's not really accurate. I mean, being a pirate wasn't really any fun. Almost no one chose to be a pirate. They became one out of necessity. Well, because most pirates lived pretty tough lives, pretty short lives even, Death and disease were aboard every ship, so most people didn't choose to be pirates, except one soul who decided to throw away his life of luxury to actively pursue becoming a pirate. Steed Bonnet was born into a wealthy, landowning family, profiting off of slave labor in 18th century Barbados. By the time he was six, the young boy had inherited his family's estate, 400 acres of sugar crops, a mill dedicated to the production of sugarcane, and over 90 enslaved laborers, and many servants who could cater to the boy's every need. At 21, he married a young woman who came from the Barbadian sugar plantation elite. They had four children, and well, in short, Bonnet had everything necessary to live a long life of respect, of pomp, of luxury, But even in the midst of all this bounty, he did not adjust well to family life, and in 1717, he left it all behind to become a filthy little pirate. Now, we don't actually know what set him off. Some sources blame, apparently, Bonnet had a very nagging wife, or some say that Bonnet was mentally ill, or indeed, maybe it was just kind of the worst midlife crisis of all time. But regardless, all we know is that Steed Bonnet decided to leave his luxurious life in Barbados to go to sea and become a pirate. Now, I think it's important to note that Bonnet did not know what he was doing. I mean, he had kind of an idea of what a pirate was because he had read about it, he had heard about pirates, he had studied pirates, so he thought he knew what it meant to become a pirate. He knew that he needed two things. He needed a ship, and he needed a crew. Rather than steal a ship, Bonnet decided to buy one with his own money. A sloop which he named the Revenge, and modified it to carry a dozen cannons. But you see, Bonnet didn't stop with the mere necessities of pirate life. No, he wanted also the life of luxury that he was accustomed to. So instead of equipping the vessel with all the comforts of a man of a pirate status, He included everything he would want. For example, a full library of books in his private quarters. I mean, what type of pirate can live without a library? A library at sea. 
in case that wasn't obvious, I think it is very, very important to paint the picture of the type of man that Bonnet was, okay? He wasn't this rough and tumble guy from Barbados. No, he was a wealthy little kid turned man who just was a nerd and had read all his life about mystical, magical places and had studied pirates and wanted the adventure of a lifetime and decided to become a pirate on a whim, on an actual whim. And so that's why when Bonnet tried to find a crew, it got kind of difficult because it was kind of hard to convince people, hey, you should join me. I'll be your captain, but I have no prior experience in the pirate life. Nobody really wanted to follow someone like that. So Bonnet did kind of something different than most pirates at the time, most captains at the time. Bonnet decided to pay his crew wages. He paid the men he hired out of the barbarian port, a wage out of his own fortune. Most pirates at the time would have taken a cut of the plunder, not regular pay. In the spring of 1717, Bonnet set sail in search of fame, fortune, adventure. Eager to leave his life behind, he traveled to the north of Barbados for his fresh start. He was sighted off of Jamaica and then made his way to Virginia, where the revenge enjoyed early successes, pillaging several other English ships for plunder. Bonnet would spend the next few months on the coast of North Carolina, New York, South Carolina, and Florida. Like other pirates, most of what Bonnet plundered was not treasure, not gold, not silver, not jewels, but it was more like mundane, day-to-day -day necessities, provisions, clothes, ammunitions, rigging, anything to stay afloat and be able to trade for money. Bonnet and his crew rarely engaged in full-fledged sea battles. When they did, it did not go well. Instead, Bonnet, much like other pirates, would end up firing warning shots across the bow of the ship and fly its Jolly Roger to garner a quick surrender. Records of interactions with other ships show that the gentleman pirate treated most of his captives with the utmost respect, with one exception. Bonnet routinely burned all ships based out of Barbados, presumably to either mask his identity or exact revenge on his former homeland. But most of the time, Steed was quite, yeah, the gentleman. In one instance, he threatened an incoming merchant vessel that he would do the mischief unless they came aboard and shared a meal. So yeah, he was definitely not your most typical pirate. Despite his initial successes, Bonnet's inexperience and ignorance soon became obvious. Off the coast of Florida, around August 1717, Bonnet attacked a large Spanish ship. Bonnet was among those injured, and half of his crew was killed. The few able-bodied men remaining aboard the Revenge were able to flee and made their way to the pirate haven of Anasu. There on that island is where Edward Teach, better known as Blackbeard, would end up meeting the gentleman pirate, Steed Bonnet. Blackbeard and Bonnet struck up a friendship, or, well, a business arrangement, with Blackbeard deciding to take over as captain of the Revenge, an upgrade from his current, smaller vessel, and Bonnet staying on board as an observer and a sort of apprentice while Bonnet recovered from his injuries. Their working relationship grew more and more complicated 
As the two sailed throughout the Caribbean, the Gulf of Mexico, and the east coast of the American colonies, working together on and off between September 1717 and the late summer of 1718, they took on dozens of prizes and pulled off some of the era's most significant naval blockades, holding the walled city of Charleston hostage for six days and effectively stopping all commerce to the city. There were tales of Blackbeard all across the Atlantic, and as they spread, so did rumors of a strange man dressed in the finest clothes aboard his ship. But as time passed, it was clear that the men aboard the ship started to respect Blackbeard more than Bonnet. I mean, Bonnet kind of had no prior experience in pirating, and he was also not the best at it. While Blackbeard was bringing the crew, well, more crew, more ships, fame, glory, and most importantly, riches. The crew begged Blackbeard to stay on, and Bonnet felt the pressure closing in on him. He felt like a guest in his own home, instead of being the captain of his own ship. But fortunately for Bonnet, King George I of England decided to pass a pledge to pardon pirates. You turn yourself in as a pirate, promise never to do it again, and boom, you're pardoned. So Bonnet set sail to the mainland to get his pardon. He was done playing pretend. But the moment he stepped onto shore, Blackbeard turned on Steed's remaining crew. Blackbeard was a pirate after all, and you should never trust a pirate. So the moment that Steed left his ship, Blackbeard and the new crew he had acquired turned their rifles on Steed's crew. He tied them up and they watched as their revenge was stripped apart. Wooden masts removed, barrels of rum taken, anything that could be sold was sold. Until the glorious revenge that had once been one of the most beautiful ships to sail the Atlantic with a full freaking library was barely left afloat. After that, Blackbeard marooned the rest of Steed Bonnet's crew on an island. So three days later, when Steed stepped aboard his ship once again, because as you remember, the plan was always to get the pardon and then sail home or sail somewhere else, but he was always planning on taking a ship with him because it was, well, his ship. But the moment he stepped aboard, he realized that he had a giant sword sticking out of his back, metaphorically, of course. He realized that Blackbeard had betrayed him, and in that moment, stepped on the revenge. I imagine that he wanted nothing more than revenge. <laughs> Eventually, Steed Bonnet found his crew marooned on an island, and for the first time, they were in agreement. The crew and the inept gentleman pirate had one purpose, and that was to make Blackbeard pay. And as much as that would have been an epic, epic vengeance story, the gentleman pirate exacting his revenge on the famed Blackbeard that took advantage of his generosity. Yeah, well, that really never happened, because later that year they would both be dead. You see, in efforts to exact their revenge on Blackbeard's crew, Steed Bonnet first needed to become an actual pirate, and a good one. And he did, kind of. He got a new boat, the James, and then he started raiding merchant ships and small towns, and he even started to make a name for himself. He managed to add two ships to form a small fleet, but eventually he was caught by the British Royal Navy and hanged. And Blackbeard, well, we'll save that for another day. So thank you so much for listening. This was Travel Incredible. I am your host, Valeria Cuervo. 
If you'd like to do me a huge favor and you monetarily can and you would like to join my Patreon, that would be much appreciated. Aside from that, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, anything at Travel Incredible. I bid you adieu and good night. Or good morning. I don't really know where you are right now.